2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Sixth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Green Bay Packers select Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. How about that, huh? That was an oh-my-God moment. No, they didn't. That's uh, That was that moment last evening. As we were on the air bringing you the Green and Gold Draft Show, myself, Gary Ellerson, uh, the reaction was just a little bit of shock. But uh, that's what they did. going to talk with Mike Clements from NFL Serious Radio coming up here in just a moment. My friends over at Van Horn Automotive, they're still open. During these difficult times, they're helping you with any necessary repairs, and they support essential workers in the community. They really do. They have customer assistance days going on right now, and Van Horn offering a huge array of options to relieve the financial burden. Now, if your car needs service, Van Horn's offering 0% APR on any repair greater than 500 bucks, And if you need to buy... Pre-owned vehicles are their lowest, or at their lowest right now. And Van Horn's, in addition to that, going to give you 500 bucks cash back for yourself, or you can put it back in the local economy, plus no payment for 90 days. All new and used vehicle purchases come with oil changes for life, by the way. And if you're in an accident, which we hope you're not, but if you are, they're going to ease your pain a little bit there as well. They're going to waive your deductible up to 500 bucks. Go to vanhornauto.com, get all the details about their customer assistance days, and remember, that they're offering alternative services to keep that social distance. Uh, you can purchase your vehicle completely online. I did a video on this the other day and it's, it's fascinating. You can actually schedule a virtual sales appointment, including the online vehicle demonstration. It's really cool. You can still schedule service appointments online as well, but all you gotta do is go to vanhornauto.com. That is vanhornauto.com. Vanhornauto.com. Family born and employee owned. Again, go to vanhornauto.com. Bring him in now, our guy uh, from NFL Serious Radio. It's been a while, but uh, welcome back into the program, Mike Clemens. Mike, how are you doing, buddy?
3: I was a lot more surprised than you. I was, matter of fact, I had like eight pages of notes that I worked on eh, Tuesday or Wednesday heading into the draft. And, I, you know, I'm rubbing my eyes, and they're talking about Jordan Love and Susie Colbert's talking to him. I, I, I threw him in the trash. And then about ten minutes later, <laughs> because I couldn't believe it, I couldn't believe they went quarterback, I realized I had to get those notes back. You know why? Because all the same problems are still there. You know, inside right. linebacker and right tackle and, and all those things. So, actually, I just brushed them off and I'll, I'll use them today.
0: So, uh, I mean, Brian Gudikins, he understands. He knows people are just. Pissed. I mean, uh, Ross Tucker, I thought, had a great breakdown in which he said, it seems like Gudekinst is drafting now and thinking more about 2022 and compensatory picks in the future than he is about fortifying a team that was one game away from going to a Super Bowl. And so that's, I think, where the angst comes in. And to say, well, he fell to us. No, he didn't. You traded up to getting, you traded up to get a guy that's not going to play. That's where the angst comes in.
3: Well, let's understand this that when you set up draft board, the four most important positions are the quarterback, the left tackle, the edge rusher, and the defensive corner. And the quarterback, by far, is the highest of value. And it doesn't matter what you've got. If you've got a future Hall of Fame quarterback or an average quarterback, you're supposed to follow those numbers, especially in the first round, so that you don't pass on a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, like 23 teams did 15 years ago today. And so you're supposed to go by the numbers. And as and obviously the Packers thought that Jordan Love was a, a top 10, top 15 kid. And when he starts falling down to 20, and they, they've talked through those scenarios, you know, I thought Tua was going to be a guy that, because everybody was ripping on him with the, the, the hip injury and his time at Alabama what if he is sitting there at 30 you know what was going to be the scenario there I wonder if the Dolphins were the team putting out all that misinformation so that he could still be there when they took him in. what was it five so right. Goodikun says this morning he understands why Packer fans are upset that they've got a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers but the board said you've got to take the quarterback
4: we did draft him in the first round, so we like a lot about him. We certainly think he has a very good upside, become a starter in the National Football League. Um, we have got the best quarterback in the National Football League, and we plan to have him for a while, competing for championships. So I can understand, you know, the fan base and people thinking, kind of, why would you do this at this time? But I just think the value of our board and the way it's at, um, it was the best thing for the Green Bay Packers, and you we're know, really excited to get Jordan here. And he's a very natural thrower, he can make all the throws. He's a very good athlete. He has the kind of size we look for, and I just think there's some rawness to him, but I think he's got everything in front of them, and we really like the guy Uh, we think he's a really good kid and one to work and um, he just kind of fits with our culture
0: okay well there you go and they traded up to get him and and again i i we're sitting here mike much like you said uh, you got to go get your notes and say okay here's day two because everything you needed going into the draft is still everything you need on day two and day three
3: Right. And, you know, you know, when you hear the team is trading up, that's what also gets the excitement going. Like, oh, here they go. They're, they're going to get that, that linebacker. That, that's that what pitcher. we all thought. Yeah, they, yeah. Know, they know something we don't know, and they're desperate, and they're going to make a move like they did for Darnell Savage. But you got a quarterback. Why don't you just let this guy drop for you at 30? And that's what irks fans. Why did you trade up to get this guy? And did they think that Jordan Love would be gone by the 30th pick?
4: You never really know you know you hear chatter when you talk to teams about moving up or down obviously they, had, they may have better deals and stuff so then you know there might be some, some things going on so um again you never know you never really know for sure but uh, we went through our normal process where we kind of talked to a lot of teams you know in areas where we felt we might be able to move up just so we would kind of know what it was going to cost us and then as the board felt like you know the way we kind of had it stacked to be quite honest there wasn't a whole lot of options left and um obviously I had, had a conversation with Miami. They called. Seemed like the right thing to do. I didn't think giving up the fourth round pick was all that bunch to, to get up and um, take a guy that that we we felt pretty strongly about. So
0: Bill, uh, Mike, when they, got,
2: or, when they go got to the
3: point of the draft about the nineteenth pick, when the Raiders took Damon Arnett, they traded up to get Damon Arnett, the defensive back out of Ohio State, and you heard all the analysts say, "This guy's a second or third round pick. What is he doing there?" That's when you start looking at, all right, what's left on the board for Green Bay about uh, 10 picks away. And you're saying, wow, look, Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma, he's still on the board. Or those receivers, you know, like uh, Jefferson, who the Vikings ended up taking. Or Rieger, who the Eagles started taking. Maybe that's who, you know, could be there. Or even that Brandon Ayew, uh, who ended up going when the 49ers traded in uh, to get ahead of the Green Bay. Maybe you thought – that's what, what the Packers were trading up for. But, no, instead it's like they thought, hey, you know what? This guy's got so much value in Jordan Love at 15. If we can get a deal where we can get four or five ticks up to secure him before another team snatches him at quarterback, you know, then that's a deal that we can make. So they get on the phone with the, the Dolphins, who are satisfied that now that they've got their quarterback, and all he had to do was give up, give up a, a first-round pick. And so Goody was asked, does it take guts – To do this kind of after after Kenneth Murray came off the board to the Chargers, and the Patriots traded out of the first round, did he think about trading back?
4: We did, you know, after there was some certain picks in the mid twenties after they happened, we we very much were weighing the options of of moving back. We did not have a lot of great options there, so that that was that was part of the the equation.
0: And so, okay. they thought about trading back because they had a guy that they really coveted. I I wish they would have gotten Kevin Murray. That would have been fantastic.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe they obviously would have taken a, a much bigger deal. They would have taken more picks off the board to see if they could get a draft partner up there. And so Goodikens was asked that when well, you're sitting there then, and now you're going to make this deal, and you're going to use a first-round pick at quarterback when you got Aaron Rodgers.
4: Does that take guts? No, I don't think so. I mean, again, like we go through the same process, you know, every year, and everyone's involved. Uh, we build our board, and we really try to stay true to the board, take the best player available. We always have been that way, and, and the way our board felt this year, you know, it was just one of those things where you know, he was the best player left, and um, we we're excited to get him. We think he has a, a really good future in this league. Obviously, we where we took him, we, we think a lot of him, and we think that down the road, that, uh, he certainly has all the ability to be a difference maker at the position. But they, these things take time, and especially at that position, so he's got. A ahead of him, but if we didn't feel that he was ready to put the time in, uh,
0: obviously we wouldn't have taken him. Now you wonder what Aaron Rodgers thinks of all of this.
3: Well, you know, Rodgers knows what this is. I mean, he was he was the same guy, It's the same ages, the same scenario when Favre was thirty six years old, and of course the difference was Favre kept on telling the organization, "Man, I don't know if I got another year left in me," you know, and, and those two or three years that he kept dragging out his decision. And in the meantime, the Packers, they didn't know that Aaron Rodgers was going to drop to 24. And what we were told was that Aaron Rodgers was the last player left on the board above the first round line in 2005. And so that's why they had to take him if they're following your board. But Gudekins was asked, Has he talked to Aaron Rodgers yet about taking a quarterback in the first round?
4: I haven't connected uh, with Aaron yet. But, you know, he's obviously been through this and, you know, he's a pro. And I think, you know, certainly this is something that is a a long term uh, decision. Uh, I think when you go through kind of the way things went tonight, you kind of ran the short term and the long term. And uh, the way the board felt, this was the best decision for the Packers.
0: Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Mike Clements from Serious Radio joining us. This is segment sponsored by our friends at Light Up Lemonade. Lemonade Light Up. ShareLemonade.com. That is ShareLemonade.com. Your happiness hub updated daily. And it's got hundreds of stories that are just going to remind you how how good our life can be, actually. I know this sucks right now, but uh, hang in there. Um, and just all I got to do is go to ShareLemonade.com, see what it's all about. ShareLemonade.com and celebrate the good, more of the Bill Michaels show with Mike Clemens discussing the Packers and the NFL Draft coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
2: Twenty-eight seconds left in the half. Love looking near side end zone.
4: Very natural thrower. Like all the throws, he's a very good athlete. He has the kind of size we look for. And I just think there's some rawness to him, but I think he's got everything in front of him, and we really like the guy. Uh, we think he's a really good kid and one to work, and uh, he just kind of fits with our culture.
0: The highlight there, compliments the Utah State Radio Network. They have it. Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michael Show continues on. Hey, a reminder that our draft coverage continues locally on the Fan, and it's going to be happening again this evening. As Bart Winkler and Ryan Horvath are going to be taking over. Then tomorrow, it is Radio Joe zenzola and Mike Clemens who's on the line with us uh, with the uh, Green and Gold Draft Show. Brothers Consolidated Heating and Cooling uh, bring it to you. Also, Scholz Family Beef Q Club of Wisconsin. Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship, ABC Audio Video, and West Bend Sausage Plus. So, uh, Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, and uh, and Mike, I guess uh, you know when 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 you think about where this is now, Jordan Love, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure. Look, it's not his fault he got picked here. So, I, just like when Aaron Rodgers came into the fold, I had no preconceived notion about him as a person as a player nothing it was just about whether or not you were going to get enough weapons around Brett Favre now it's about whether or not you get enough weapons around Aaron Rodgers I'm sure Jordan Love he's fired up to not only play with Aaron Rodgers but becoming to a storied franchise
3: right and he had a tremendous workout session at the Combine that started a buzz um, he, he had a great 2018 at Utah State 2019 they say the numbers were down because some of his uh, best receivers and weapons, you know, had moved on. But now Jordan Love walks into this situation under the spotlight, following, you know, a legendary quarterback. And uh, he says, well, you know, he, he, he kind of went through this when he started out at uh, Utah State. And uh, he, he, was, he was asked about how does he feel about being drafted by a team with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback.
5: This is a really good situation to be in, you know, not being thrown out there. You know, I'm behind um, one of the great quarterbacks of the of the league, so uh, just being able to sit behind him and learn, um, you know, coming into college, um, my first year, you know, redshirted, you know, you didn't play, you know, you got to work your way into that system, you got a lot of learning to do, um, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take those, take that time to just be able to learn and, and grow as a player, and you know, when that time comes, that you know, I got to step in the game, and you know, I'm gonna make sure that I'm ready for that. What's better than that? So I think this is gonna be a really good situation for me.
0: It, it it may well end up be a great situation for him. I Like I said, I don't doubt that. And, and maybe he develops into a, being a terrific quarterback. But, again, I think the argument really is people start to uh, think about that pick last night, what was there, what their needs were, a tremendous player still on the board that could have filled one of those needs, that's where the angst starts to come in. And you trade it up to get him.
3: Yeah. Well, and it, and it's all about value. And I've been thinking about this. Okay, so how many times has there been a quarterback there – wherever you were on the board in the first or second round that you passed on because you were going to dress more at corner and outside linebacker, you know, with Rashon Gary and these other kinds of guys. But, you know, the fact of the matter is you, you're trying to be true, true to your evaluations of players. I mean, the reason they didn't take T.J. Watt is because they didn't think he was as good as the players it was It Kevin King they took. They, mm-hmm. This is what this comes down to. Is it, so you were wrong in that evaluation. TJ Watt right. is a better football player at his position as an edge rusher. So the value of that—that's one of the top four positions, and, and and how good he was at that. Now Jordan Love also, you know, has this story. We won't spend too much time on it. We'll get maybe we get to talk to him in person, but you know, how does he handle tremendous adversity? Like his father was a police officer, and at first they talked about was it suicide? He had taken these different heart medications. But Jordan Love on dealing with the death of his father when he was just a 14 year old kid.
5: For me, I got through it with my family um, and also, you know, my friends and and uh, teammates in football. You know, just was able to lean on them and help me get through it. Um, but I know, you know, if my dad was here; he'd be super proud and just have a lot of good things to say right now.
0: Yeah, uh, and Gary Anderson alluded to that a little while ago about everything he's been through. Uh, the perseverance, the character, you know. It's not like, again, I, I he may turn out to be a tremendous quarterback. It's not like you're getting a bad guy or whatever. It was just the value at that particular position that people wanted something more out of that. Now, you know, the big question is, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he went through this, and Brett Favre didn't give him the time of day because Brett Favre saw what we saw, I and mean, we saw a tremendous quarterback, and Brett Favre started thinking about his job. Now you wonder about the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love.
3: Right, and Favre was a guy who you know had just as many needs, starting with offensive line back then, and, and a lot of needs on the defensive side of the ball as well. Uh, Jordan Love did a, a one-hour teleconference with the Packers that got out maybe from Love's camp or whatever, and that's when you started seeing Love show up around three. And I mean, a lot of mock drafts two or three weeks ago had Jordan Love going to the Green Bay Packers. Then things changed, and he actually moved up on most people's mock drafts. You take take you back though to 2005, when Aaron Rodgers gets picked by the Packers. The very next day, they used to do this. They don't do it anymore. They flew in the first round pick. He holds up the number 12 jersey, standing next to Ted Thompson in the auditorium. And then you and I, if you remember, were like Mm -hmm. the only two radio guys that the Packers were kind enough to grant us one-on-ones with the new first round pick. And uh, so here's how my first sit down with this 21 year old kid out of Chico. The played at Cal and some Butte College on being picked by the Packers with Brett Favre as the quarterback.
2: Last week we were talking on the show and said, if Green Bay goes with a defensive player, everyone will say, okay, all right, they've done something to shore up their defense. If they go with a quarterback, it'll make national headlines. They went with a quarterback, a highly rated quarterback. It has made national headlines. Did you ever think you'd find yourself quite in this spotlight? Not really, you
1: know. We even talked at the combine myself and the Green Bay Packers about the possibility, and didn't look very good. You know, we were thinking I was probably going to go pretty high, but um, the quarterback need at the top kind of dropped off, and and I've called, I've kind of fallen right into paradise, in a great situation for me, and with a team who uh, who wants me, and and I think I can contribute uh, in the future.
2: As you sat there on the stage though in New York, and as some of the cities started to go by, you had to have been seeing yourself now. That's a club I could help out right away. Well, There's another one where I know I could help out right away. And when it comes up Green Bay, do you have to have a sense to yourself like, okay, well, now this is going to be a, a fill-in role for a while? Yeah, but it's not a bad thing. Um, I think you go to a
1: situation where uh, you go to a team that's not as good as the Green Bay Packers and, and you're going to be expected to to win right away. And, and a lot of times that's where uh, quarterbacks have, have stumbled, first-round quarterbacks. There's not a very high success rate because they've been throwing the fire right away and they might not have a very good supporting cast around them well, you know, I get the opportunity to not only learn from one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but uh, this is a team that I think is going to be in place for a while. And uh, when my time comes, uh,
0: I'll have a good supporting cast around me.
3: Aaron Rodgers, 15 years ago today, saying those same words and the exact same scenario.
0: I remember going to that rookie camp, Mike, and remember they used to let us have lunch with the guys? Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers was by himself at a table. And everybody went to Nick Collins, Terrence Murphy, and because Brady Popinga was so well-spoken as that fourth-round draft pick for that linebacker that everybody was over there talking to those guys. And I'm sitting there alone with Aaron Rodgers. We're just BSing. And I remember I was, like, blown away. And I, I told him, I said, if if your ability is half as good as what your mind is already – You'll, this won't be a problem. I think I said something to the effect of you'll be a Hall of Famer, or I'm meaning a Packers Hall of Famer. It, it just he blew me away. And I remember I talked to a lot of people coming out of Cincinnati, out of that organization, and, and there was a bag of idiots down there. And this guy was just like, oh, my chin hit the table when I talked to Aaron Rodgers. He was just that smooth and yeah, that but good. Here's
3: the other thing. You were close to Favre and to yeah. Irv Favre. Everybody was. And it's almost like to go and talk to the kid from Cal – it's like you're being disloyal to Favre. You know, and you're just a backup quarterback. you go sit over there next to the long snapper. That's what it was right. like. That's what. And in terms of Ted, Ted was only on the job for three months. He's kind of a weird-looking dude with the white hair and the way he talked. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. and when you think of the Ron Wolf regime. You thought of John Dorsey, and you thought of John Schneider, and you thought of you know, Jason Weed that was, that was there at the time, Reggie McKenzie, and all these other guys that ended up to become general managers of other teams. Nobody really knew about Ted. He was the guy, you know, the man behind the curtain. That Mike Holmgren said, this guy's a hell of a talent evaluator, and I'm going to take him with me to Seattle. So, so Ted had come on and made these really weird moves. I remember Dale Hoffman, the great columnist, a guy I'd worked for as a kid in the copy, uh, as a copy kid in the newsroom at the Sentinel. When they made the second pick that draft, he turned around and I said, Bethune Cookman, where is that? <laughs> and it was, right. this, so it was where Nick Collins came. I mean, this was a really weird draft. Well, you ended up getting Aaron Rodgers and Nick Collins. Those are two of the best decisions this team has ever made. And why? It's because they stuck to the board. Now, last weekend, Aaron Rodgers did this uh, uh, podcast with A.J. Hawk, and he, and so he was asked, all right, on that draft day, and you're in that waiting room for four and a half hours, what did the commissioner then, Paul Tagliabue, say when you finally got out to the stage after the Packers took you at number 24?
1: He said, good things come to those who wait. Uh, knowing myself and my expressions, I look back at the picture as we turn with the, with the jersey, and I can't even enjoy it at that point, like getting drafted, because I just spent such a long day. And nobody's really ever talked about that, thankfully. But that picture, I just do not look happy at all. And it wasn't greenback because I was so pumped to, you know, to get drafted. I just it was such a long day, and I, I just didn't have a lot of healthy emotion, I don't think, at that
0: point. Yeah, I I do remember that. I do remember looking at that picture, going, "Holy mackerel!" Yeah. Right. And Holy mackerel!
3: So now here's Rodgers sitting in the new house in Malibu with Danica, and he sees this kid come off the board, Jordan Love, and he's got to be shaking his head like, you know, really. And he was asked last weekend by AJ, at 36 years old, uh, how do you feel any better than you did at the end of a season when you were say 29?
1: Oh man, that's tough. I think my knee feels better, that's for sure. After the 15th season 2015 season um i got a knee surgery my knee feels better than it did but i definitely feel uh i feel older you know especially after some of these tough practices on the indoor turf you know when we're really showing a lot of grit and staying on the field for a long time it's uh, a little harder on the body
0: uh it is I get it uh, when you're aging, but you know Aaron Rodgers still feels that he wants to go into his 40s. So here we go. Uh, let's do this. We'll tell you. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Don't forget Traeger is the official grill of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. You can get yours in the Milwaukee area where I got mine at Wauwatosa Ace Hardware, also Germantown Ace Hardware, South Milwaukee Ace Hardware, and Harry's Ace Hardware in Franklin. Make it a grilling kind of weekend. More of the Bill Michael Show wrapping it up next. BORDER TO BORDER, THE BILL MICHAELS SPORTS TALK NETWORK.
5: Yeah, our guys got to know that, uh, you know, we're
3: going we're gonna to be one of the hunted this year, and uh, we're going to have to attack it with the right mindset. Um, I don't worry about the expectations outside of our building, and, you know, we, we've got to kind of ig- ignore that noise um, and just focus on our process and, and how we be- can become the best version of ourselves.
0: Floor is uh, now he's got to manage personalities and make sure everybody's good and worry about egos and hurt feelings and uh, new guy trying to come in wide eyed and getting him up to speed and you know maybe the second year the Matt Lafleur uh, is is offense is going to be great I I don't honestly know Michael but uh, I know that it's uh, injected with this pick it's injected certainly outwardly looking in a lot of controversy
3: and you have to also wonder if matt lafleur in his evaluation of his first year as head coach about his relationship with aaron Rodgers, seems to be great of course aaron's a really smart quarterback gets you into a lot of good plays or you know matt lafleur evaluated jordan love i'm here to tell you i mean you know, Brian Goodikin's got a lot of input from Matt Lafleur on. Yeah, I like his footwork. I like the way he makes his decisions. I like the release of the ball. There's a lot there I can work with, and he'll run my offense. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, he'll run it. He'll run it the way Garoppolo runs Kyle's offense out in San Francisco. All right, and we can run the ball all we want and all those kinds of things. So. This was—I found this to be really interesting last weekend when Aaron Rodgers was uh, sitting down, you know, virtually with his buddy AJ Hawk and doing the podcast. Now you remember Favre, you know, when he was in his twenties. If if suddenly you put on your athletic supporter and you were burning, it's because Favre had greased it up with icy hot. Or if mm-hmm. you're in the bathroom stall after your yeah. showers, you got a bucket of ice water. And there was even one day in 2005 where all of a sudden there's this horrible smell coming out of the showers and the smoke coming out, and it was obviously a stink bomb. And I said to Craig Null, no, I said, who did that? And he goes, who do you think is the biggest kid in the locker room? And right. it was 36-year-old Brett Favre. So Aaron Rodgers talked about that he, he's got his own mind games that he plays with everybody, including Matt LaFleur.
1: I like messing with Matt on the sidelines too sometimes just because he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's such a great guy. You like messing with he's everybody. Little, to be, for the record, you like messing with most people. I like messing with everybody. You're right. But what's fun to do with Matt because he is a little more keyed up than I am is just kind of messing with him sometimes. So it was kind of the boy who cried wolf though unfortunately because uh, I was messing with him early in the, like in the the like in the season and I did the – cut my ears and tapped my helmet like I can't hear anything. When I actually could, and so he started freaking out a little bit. This was, uh, this was in the preseason. The only game I played, I believe it was. So the next time I did it was, like the first game of the year, against Chicago. Like the second drive, my helmet goes out, and I cannot hear him. And he's like getting really pissed. Like why is he messing with me? What place is he calling? And I'm literally yelling at like Tim Boyle over there, going, I can't hear anything. (laughs) My helmet's not working. So there's like a timeout and they had to rush in the backup helmet. And, and, you know, and then this happened, you know, a couple of times throughout the year. But, you know, at the end, uh, the last uh, home game we had uh, hit Jimmy on a crossing route late in the game. And the first down was going to get us the chance to run out the clock because it was two minute warning. And there's a big, uh, you know, big spot review of that one. And Matt wasn't quite Sure, that we hadn't, you know, he thought they had one timeout like they hadn't taken off the board yet. And so I was kind of, I was kind of messing with him. I didn't come over to the sideline for the two minute warning because I knew we could just kneel it out and we had the game one. And he was like, come on over. And I was just shaking my head. No. He said, come, <laughs> come here. And I was just shaking my head. No. <laughs> and we had a good laugh about that he really does love it uh like afterwards but in the moment he until he realizes i'm messing with him Mm -hmm. um it is funny to kind of hold a joke until you start to see somebody eh, just about to lose it and then break it to him like hey i'm just kidding
0: there you go aaron Rodgers talking about his experience with matt lafleur mike looking forward to the broadcast and the analyzation all weekend pal thank you pal all right, buddy, we'll break it down on Monday as well. It's time for us to get out of here. Radio Joe Zenzola and Mike on Saturday with the Green and Gold Draft coverage. Bart Winkler, Ryan Horvat tonight on the flagship station with the Green and Gold Draft coverage. It's time for me to go. We'll be back again on Monday. We'll talk about the whole stinking draft. Stay tuned. Time for me to go. Bill Michaels, have a good one.